Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I'm talking about 10 healthier behaviors for anxious times. And I wanted to sort of look at what we tend to do when we're anxious. It's good to identify some of the behaviors that we do often when we are anxious. And then I wanted to take some time to look at healthier behaviors that we could do instead, things that we can actually aspire to. And you know, it's not that these anxious behaviors are bad or wrong, but they become a default sometimes when we are struggling, meaning when we are overwhelmed, when we feel like we do not have control of a situation, feel fearful, when we feel overwhelmed with sensations, bodily sensations, maybe a health issue. And so we want to look at the things that are possibly detrimental to us, because if we could identify them when they're happening, it may be our very first clue that, oh, wait a minute, maybe something's going on. Maybe I am feeling anxious. Maybe I can take a look at my stress levels, my self-care behaviors, you know, where I might be being overwhelmed, overworked. Maybe I do have a health issue and this is where some of this behavior is coming from. And I can look at it from a different perspective and maybe make a better or different choice. So let's get started with some of these. Let's see what I've got written down here thinking negatively. This one is the first thing that can pop up for many of us. Even in situations that are okay, things are current, present moment is fine, but the thinking has gone down the wormhole. It's in another universe altogether. It's negative. It's repetitive, right? These things, this negative thinking could pop up. That could be an anxious behavior. And again, it's kind of where we might tend to go if we're stressed because the negative bias is to help us survive. But once we catch it, once we can identify it, we can make a decision. Is this helpful? Is this helping me to survive? Or is this just negative thinking that is habitual for me or an anxious behavior? Another one that we might do, number two that I have for you, is we could tend to isolate. And by that, I mean not even in particular physical isolation, although this might be part of it too, but we block ourselves off from others. We are not maybe responding in our usual way. Maybe we are avoiding people 
you know the feeling. If you do it, you know what I'm talking about. It means that we are withdrawing. It's like the turtle pulling everything in, the legs, the arms, the head, and we have our nice little hard shell outside of us. We might still even be out and about going to work, being with the family, doing all the social things, but inside we have isolated ourselves. And we do that to conserve our energy and to protect ourselves. So if you find yourself doing that, you might want to think, okay, I'm isolating here. Is this necessary? Is this a habit or can I do something different? Or am I in this position because I haven't been watching where things are going and I am overwhelmed? I am feeling fearful. I do have too much going on and my nervous system is on edge. And then we can repair that. We can respond to that. The third one I have is for round eating. You could be eating more or less. It goes both ways. This depends on more on your personality and your eating styles than anything else. But when we are anxious, we could tend to be eating more or less. I know some people, when the stress level goes up, they can eat nothing. They feel no hunger cues. They desire no food. They have no cravings. They just don't even think about food. It's almost like their nervous system has shut down all of that feeling for them. And on the other hand, there are just as many people in my clinical experience of working with people with eating and eating issues in particular that will want to just eat more. And by more, I mean everything is a craving. They want either the crunch or the soft, sweet, whatever their particular desire is, they're just looking for it because that soothes their stress levels in the moment. Just as much as somebody who will eat less or not at all, which can be a problem, that soothes their nervous system in that moment too. So it seems odd that doing the complete opposite could be soothing for both people. The next one that I have for you is our tendency to either, again, both ends of the spectrum, sleep too much or not sleep enough. This can be, and by not sleeping enough, I mean you are not allowing yourself to even get into the bed to sleep. Often people stay up extra late or they're scrolling on their phone in the bed. Again, pushing that anxious feeling or that stress level, trying to push it down with social media or movies or Netflix, whatever. So in that case, you would be sleeping not enough because you're not allowing yourself to get into the bed to get your sleep. Your alarm clock's going off at the same time every morning, but you haven't gotten in the bed in time to get a good night's sleep. Another one could be on the other end of the spectrum is that you are sleeping too much, meaning you are using the bed as your cocoon. And maybe that could go back to isolation, right? Maybe that's your place to isolate. Maybe you're insisting on taking naps or insisting on going to bed early or turning that alarm clock off in the morning and still going back to sleep, being late for your life 
appointments or duties. So we want to look at that as my sleep habit changed and am I all of a sudden behaving in a different way around my sleep? Not meaning that something is waking you up in the middle of the night or, you know, your children are requiring you to stay up later at night because they're not well or something. That's different. I'm talking about you willfully not getting enough sleep or sleeping too much. And remember, sleep is a depressant. So if we sleep way beyond, of course, there's a lot of leeway here, but if we sleep way beyond what is required for us, we will start to feel slow and logy. You would think, well, I got so much more sleep. How come I'm not more energized? But you may find that you are not getting the cues to wake up. Your cortisol isn't waking you up. You're not in your usual circadian rhythm. And so you can really throw everything off. The next one that you might be doing is canceling appointments. And of course, the sleep issue could actually tie into that. You're not doing your usual getting up in time for work or making your appointments or even appointments later in the day. You may be canceling or avoiding altogether. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The next one I have for you is, are you taking your frustrations out on others? This is an easy one. When we are at the end of our rope, we are on our last nerve. Everybody around us can suffer. Notice if that is happening to you. If you are taking your frustrations out on others, it could be that that's your signal to look at your stress levels and if this is an anxious behavior for you. The next one is, are you avoiding taking care of yourself? Are you not doing your own self-care routine? It's important that we keep on track of ourselves. Many people who have anxiety or come to me or the group, 
can notice that they have put themselves very low on the priority list of things to do. And believe me, it is so true that you cannot serve from an empty cup. You must fill your own cup first. So notice if you are avoiding taking care of yourself. The next one I have is, have you stopped doing things that you enjoy? When we find ourselves noticing, oh, I haven't gone for my walk in ages, or I never finished that jigsaw puzzle, or that painting I was working on, or I haven't taken a bubble bath, whatever your thing is that you enjoy, have you been avoiding that? Have you stopped doing it? Have you lost it in your mind altogether, not even remembering that you enjoyed doing particular things? Pay attention. Look around at your daily routine and your schedule. Are there things in there that you love doing? I hope so. And if there aren't, this is your reminder to put something in there every day that makes your heart sing. It doesn't have to be a big deal. It just has to be something in there. Do you have the tendency to tell others, this is the next one, I'm fine. I am totally guilty of this one myself. This is something that I could tend to when my stress levels are high or when I am not wanting to share. And why would I not want to share? I could be self-isolating, right? I could be pulling my legs and head in like the turtle and telling everybody, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. And that can be a clue to you if that is just coming out of you as your rote answer that, oh, maybe something's off here. Maybe I'm at the end of my rope or I'm on my last nerve and I'm just wanting people to get out of the way so that I can relax a little bit. Notice that. That can be your clue to needing to get to your self-care and start letting your nervous system calm down. And The next one I have for you is, do you put on a fake smile? Now, I know I recently did a show about smiling, and that was me wanting you to smile therapeutically, to bring yourself up. But if you are someone who is truly struggling, and when someone even reaches out to you offering help, that you just put on a smile and say, I'm fine, and go on and about That's not the kind of smile I was talking about in the other episode. The other episode was about using the smile to lift your mood and lift your physical way. All of those uh, neurotransmitters that can be released from the actual physical changes on your lips. That's different than putting on a smile just to make people think everything's okay when you're not. All of that to say, when I look at a lot of these behaviors, what they are is us many times not letting others around us help us. It is our way of isolating, telling the story, I'm fine, putting on the smile. We want to watch out for that. That is troublesome for us. So what are some of the things we can do? What are some healthier behaviors Some of the things we can do is to begin by being honest. And like I said, 
not only asking for help, but when help is offered to actually take it. Many times once we are in isolation mode or really highly stressed or panicking, we are closed down and we won't even accept the help that is being offered to us. So be honest with yourself first and ask for help. And when it is offered, please, please accept it. Like I said earlier, make a look at your schedule, your day, and see where the enjoyable activities are. And if you don't have any in there, today's your day, you're going to add one, even if it's something for five or 10 minutes. And you know, we're going to take a bath or shower every time that we need it anyway. Maybe it's daily or every other day for you, but put it as something enjoyable, make it enjoyable. Make something on your to-do list enjoyable. Put yourself on your to-do list. Nourish your body with good foods and enough water every day. Most of us can even restrict our water intake when we are stressed out. We just don't bother with ourselves. We just don't. We didn't eat or we ate junk and we didn't even drink good, healthy, clean water. Make sure you're drinking enough of your water and move your body. Get out for the walk or do your, in the house, maybe it's a blizzard out there. You can do your calisthenics or your yoga. There's always something we can do. Be sure to meet with people who are on your side. We all have a little short list of people who we know will be there for us. And you know, if you want more people in your corner, that understand anxiety, join us in the group. We would love to be there for you. Communicate your feelings, write them down, put them in the journal, allow yourself to have the feelings that are coming up by pushing them down, by saying we're fine, isolating, putting on a fake smile, That is our way of not communicating our feelings. So let's do the complete opposite. We don't have to share them with everybody. Some of us don't have a lot of people to share our feelings with. That's where a journal can come in handy or your therapist or your coach. But write them down and allow yourself to have those feelings. It's okay. You feel what you feel. It's not right or wrong. And practice, please practice being your own best friend. We are with ourselves for the rest of time. And we look at ourselves in the mirror. We talk to ourselves all day long. Make yourself your own best friend. Talk to yourself as you would your best friend. Support yourself as you would your best friend. These are much healthier behaviors, and they can really begin to shift the direction of this ship, this ship that is out there in the ocean. I know it's not going to turn on a dime, but every little thing we do changes the direction slightly, and we end up in a totally different place. I hope that this show has been helpful for you, and I hope there are some of these behavior changes that you can take, no matter how tiny, because like I said, it'll help move you in the direction of more peace and calm. And now for today's quote. 
Nurturing yourself is not selfish. It's essential to your survival and your well-being. And that's from Renee Peterson Trudeau. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com. 